1600 rockoftalk.chat abq.fm yes it's saturday and we have dr summers today absolutely <laughs> we're here eric we are here yeah yeah another show for the dr william summers show the uh, life imagined show a health show for the city of albuquerque and beyond Lot to talk about today, Eric. That's right. Your favorite call-in show with Dr. Summers on AM sixteen hundred, the Kiva, on also on RockofTalk.chat and ABQ.fm. How's it going today, Doctor? Excellent, excellent. What are our call-in numbers? Our number today to call in is two six six one six zero zero two six six sixteen hundred. And can they text in on that line as well? Uh, there was no text on that line. All call-ins only. Okay. So uh, one of the things I want to toss out there, last week we were talking about simple remedies for colds, and there, there seems to be a little cold-like thing running around the community this last week that's probably a respiratory syncytial virus. And everybody has their very own family recipe for cold uh, remedies, and Heck, call in and give us a little bit of education, folks. Uh, yeah, that I've, would be fun. I think I've got a touch of that myself today, actually, Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. But beyond that, we have some health hacks on arthritis, uh, even talking about relief factor. And then one to touch on vitiligo, if we can, and uh, touch on a little bit of risk from the cholesterol-lowering drugs called statins. Maybe if we have time, we'll talk about gyrate atrophy, which is the eye disease that uh, causes you to lose your peripheral vision and get cataracts. And then finally, a common topic called muscle cramps. If we get time, let's hit on all of all that right, stuff. All right. I hope we do. Let's, let's get going. Yeah. We like to start with some quotes and uh, some quips and things to make people think and I wanted to go with Joseph Stalin again. Eric, can you uh, educate us? What did Joseph Stalin say about socialized medicine? Socialized medicine is the cornerstone of communism. It is. <laughs> and it is, a, frankly, a foundation of the Democrat Party ever since Harry Truman. They've been trying for it. And through the HMOs, they have uh, centralized much of our health care. In fact, a lot of people don't realize it. When you go to HMOs, you've just uh, partaken in government medicine, socialized medicine, if you will. And that's why if a person has COVID and they're in the hospital, they can't get the uh, monoclonal antibodies because their government protocols don't call for it. Or they can't get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine because the great Fauci has declared it doesn't work despite the fact that uh, ivermectin has about 65 papers in the legitimate medical literature saying it does work. And at this point, hydroxychloroquine has over 150 uh, you know, peer-reviewed articles saying that it is beneficial for the COVID-19. But... If you're going to a government uh, outlet, uh, such as an HMO, you're not going to get that type of care. Anyway, uh, I want to you know, say, folks, remember, never be afraid to try something new because amateurs built Noah's Ark and professionals built the Titanic. 
So you guys, if you're amateurs at something, give it a whirl. Give it a try. You know, stretch out there. Well, Eric, in these troubled times, don't we try to remember that fear is a reaction and courage is a decision. Choose to have courage. I'm, I'm choosing it. It's on me today. I'm, I've got courage today. I, you know, I could have stayed home probably. I'm sure Eddie Aragon would have let me stay home and feel sorry for myself, but no. I want to be courageous. I want to I uh, get out there in the world and uh, live my life. I'm not going to be cowering down on a beautiful Saturday like this. Yeah, absolutely. So fear not, folks. Anyway, the purpose of the show is to educate you, the listener, and empower you with thoughts that uh, can help you get, you know, and maintain better health. Well, let's let's move on. Plug some stuff, or do we have callers? No callers yet. Okay. Call us up at 266-1600-266-1600 on this beautiful Saturday. And we want to remind you where you can get your memory revitalizer from Life Imagined. It's at the Share and Care Pharmacy in Berlin, Duran Central Pharmacy, and Sam's Regent Pharmacy, Highland Pharmacy, and Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, Evergreen Herbal Market in Rio Rancho, Moses Country Store on 4th Street, the Village Apothecary in Cedar Crest, Addison Drug in Fort Sumner. Hey, good addition. That's great. All right. Also, Care Drug in Aztec, Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Ruidoso, and you can always find it on memoryrevitalizer.net, lifelink.com, or you can always order direct at 800-606-0192. 800-606-0192. And I wanted to take a minute to plug Albuquerque Neuroscience. It's a local private research uh, group here in Albuquerque with a phone number of 505-848-3773. And I wanted to let the audience know that there are a couple of studies I find very interesting one is a depression study looking for people between the age of 18 and 75 with moderate to severe depression. And they are testing a new and, I would say, quite active antidepressant against placebo. So here's a chance if you've had a depression that's hanging on to help out science and at the same time do yourself a favor. Well, then there are two really excellent studies that uh, Albuquerque Neuroscience is doing concerning Alzheimer's disease. So if uh, you are, frankly, over the age of 50 and uh, less than 87, you've got some memory issues and you worry about Alzheimer's, give a call to Albuquerque Neurosciences at telephone number 505-848-3773. Okay. Well, doctor, we, you want to start with a caller first? Absolutely. We, I love oh, callers. Right. That's how I get educated. I do too. It's exciting. Whoop! I just dropped him. Sorry about uh -oh. that. Caller, call back. Sorry about that. Well, in the meantime, we can do some uh, health hacks. Yeah, let's talk about some arthritis. Now, arthritis is a very uh, common issue in older folks, older folks being, frankly, those people over their 30s. Uh, in this day and age. And uh, there is a product which has received a lot of uh, mm. commercial airtime called Relief Factor. <clears throat> and people have asked me, is it any good? 
I've had a couple of patients use it and say it was uh, somewhat helpful. Uh, but I like to look at what's in it. And what's in it is fish oil, resveratrol, that's uh, grape pip, uh, or the stuff between your toes after you squash the grapes. A uh, very active uh, antioxidant. It's actually in memory revitalizer. The other components are curcumin and icarian. But let's talk about curcumin. That's basically uh, uh, turmeric. And uh, icarian is a active flavonoid that uh, actually uh, is a native of China. It also grows in the Mediterranean. It goes by some interesting names uh, other than Icarian, such as Bishop's Hat or Baron Wart or Fairy Wings, but it's also best known as Horny Goatweed. Why? Well, even though uh, the Icarian is put into the arthritis uh, preparation of relief factor, it actually uh, has some other interesting properties as a flavonoid. It increases testosterone levels and therefore improves libido. Uh, if you look at uh, straight acarian, it's been used by muscle builders, and there's some claim on the Internet that helps with ED, uh, erectile dysfunction. But also it's said to uh, dissolve amyloid and help with dementia. And Icarian is also said to have some anti-cancer properties as well as cause increased energy and stop inflammation. Well, I'm presuming the relief factor folks put Icarian in there because of its properties against inflammation. But I would say if one is on relief factor, you can soup it up and make it work better if you add some ginger or some good old-fashioned table pepper black pepper, which will make your curcumin work better. Or you could add memory revitalizer, which enhances all of uh, the relief factor components. In fact, as again, resveratrol is a component of relief factor. It's also uh, a similar component in memory revitalizer. But let's mention other arthritic uh, local oils and blends. If you're doing a stew, you toss in a little bay leaf at the end because bay leaf actually is a fairly potent anti-inflammatory. And again, in making your crockpot stews, you put in your spices right at the end so that they maintain their medicinal properties. But frankincense and myrrh uh, and uh, lemon also have anti-arthritic properties. Myrrh actually is a pain reliever, and frankincense actually is an anti-inflammatory. Then, of course, there's tea tree oil, which uh, one thinks of for external application more than uh, using tea tree oil as internal. Uh, I wouldn't put it in your stew, for example. But around our office, uh, we make use of a thing we call Bill's Lotion, named for Bill Long, a pharmacist down in Rio Doso, who was a compounding pharmacist and was the compounding pharmacist for the track down there for many years. And I was sitting around one Saturday afternoon brainstorming with Bill, a very bright man who's now retired, and said, hey, I see a wall 
on uh, opiates coming, and I would like to make something that would be a potent pain reliever, certainly to localize pain like knee pain or back pain or hip pain, that doesn't have any opiates in it. And I thought, who better to help me put together a formulation than someone who makes horse liniment? So we put together this, uh, this lotion, which is a prescription drug, and it's got seven components, and it is extremely uh, potent for all kinds of localized pain from hands to thumbs to wrists to any part of the body. It contains ketoprofen, a touch of ketamine, lidocaine, a touch of that. Then it has frankincense, myrrh, St. John's wort, and arnica. Uh, and, uh, you know, it is our, at my clinic, my little, uh, you know, way of uh, staving off the, uh, the scourges of arthritis. Well, Eric. Well, we got that collar back. Should we go for it? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, caller. Sorry for dropping you. You're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Hi, yes, Dr. sir. <clears throat> this is Rick. Hi, Rick. How may we serve you? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Zelenko is selling a formula that has quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, and apparently that's supposed to work sort of the same way that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin do to inject the zinc into the cell. You, part of the pill is zinc, too, plus vitamin D and vitamin C. Can you comment on that? Is that really true, that quercetin uh, helps? Yeah, thank you for the question. Quercetin actually is found many places in nature, but it, I always think of the highest concentration is in the skin of an apple, and it uh, lends truth to the old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? And it is best known as a very powerful uh, flavonoid and antioxidant. And as such, it does things such as downmodulate inflammation. But to say that it brings zinc into the cell the way uh, hydroxychloroquine does, I have not seen papers that support that. Um, So I will have to do a little research and get back to you on that. But that's news to me if you can actually uh, substitute in for hydroxychloroquine. I know that a lot of people come in and, uh, and are on the uh, quest and hoping that it acts like uh, hydroxychloroquine. But actually, I think its principal properties are as a potent antioxidant. And uh, that's, that's its principal value. And that's pretty valuable. I mean... Let's go back to the memory revitalizer. And uh, in the uh, early 2000s, I was uh, doing a lot of nursing home work. And nursing homes are where all of the new viruses seem to be invented and passed around. Uh, and in the, uh, I think it was the first week of March of 2004, I was in charge of a ward that had 28 patients, of which I had eight patients that. Uh, we're taking the memory revitalizer, and uh, the other, uh, you know, 20 were not. And in one week's time, the annual flu swept through that ward, and I sent 12 people who were not on the revitalizer to the hospital, of which 10 passed away. The remaining eight people who weren't on revitalizer, I frequently ended up having to use antibiotics, and they had a rough course in 
it would take me two to three weeks to get him back to baseline state. But in the eight folks who were on the revitalizer, they basically shucked off the virus, uh, had low-grade fever, gave them some Tylenol. I don't think I even used a single round of antibiotics in the eight. So at that point in time, I said, oh, my goodness, revitalizer has some pretty potent uh, ability to improve your immune system. And I think that your quercetin would work much in that way in that it would tune up your immune system to fight off things. Uh, and I think that's more likely the mechanism of action than to increase the zinc uh, absorption into the cell. Hope, Rick, I hope that answers. I'm sorry to be a little windy. Oh, no, that's good. What about bromelain? Bromelain is basically from pineapples, and what it does, and it's another component in Revitalizer, it's used in the alternative health world to increase absorption of whatever you've got in there. So if you see uh, ginger in a capsule with bromelain, they're trying to get the ginger absorbed better. By itself, it doesn't have much other too? properties. Yes, sir. Is that supposed to help with sinus problems also? Well, it's said that it uh, does. I don't know the mechanism of action. Again, its principal uh, purpose, as far as my knowledge is, is to increase absorption of whatever else is in your formula. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. Okay. Another caller, doctor? Yes, sir, please. Caller, you are on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Yo, good afternoon. Hi, this is Jan. Hi, Jan. Hi, good to talk to you. You impart so much information every week. What I'm calling about is I had my physical in November, and I have a, had a new doctor assigned to me, and she gave me... Um, several tests or had me take several tests I haven't had before and it was a monoclonal protein screen for osteopenia. Uh, one of these, one result was a high test score and it was a free kappa light chain and um, it says no abnormal band detected and none of the other scores were out of line or anything. But um, because of this, I have to have an appointment with oncology, hematology, and the earliest is March 16th. So I was wondering if you could give me any more insight about this particular test score. I think that actually what they're testing for, and was that in the urine or the blood they were looking for? the, uh, the cap In the blood. Okay, normally one looks for uh, this type of the capillite chains in the urine, <clears throat> if I recall properly. And the uh, what they're looking for is what's called a myeloma protein. And it would be indicative of having multiple myeloma, which is basically a bone cancer. Right. And, of course, can thin the bones and lead to pathological fractures, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that's a good screen. I didn't realize that they had managed to make it into a, uh, a blood uh, test. So that's good. I'll uh, do a little research. You stumped the doctor. That's great, Jan. Thank you so much for that question. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I figured, you know, um, I'm 79, so I figured that's why I needed these tests. Actually, but, um, you're, you're 79. I just wondered if there was anything else when I... Um, do have that appointment if there are any good questions I could ask. Yeah, 79 and a girl. 
and if you're not on biological uh, uh, creams or you know uh, bioidentical hormones, uh, I can tell you with almost 100% certainty, you do have osteoporosis. Because remember, estrogen preserves your bones as best possible, and progesterone actually builds girls' bones, and so that gives you healthy bones that will break. Whereas a lot of these uh, so-called bone medicines, the uh, Fosamax and their derivatives, uh, actually create bones that look denser, but when they break, they shatter like glass right. instead of breaking in a nice uh, you know, bone fracture that heals. So um, if you're not on uh, bioidentical hormones, you should, I would urge you to look into it and read into that area. Uh, Jonathan Wright, who's been a guest on the show, wrote a book uh, called How to Stay Young and Sexy, the uh, true story of bioidentical hormones. Uh, Jonathan is uh, up in uh, Washington State, was rather embarrassed by the title. He's a very serious physician, <laughs> and he, he uh, sort of, uh, you know, revealed to me, well, my editors made me take that title. Uh, but he is a, a brilliant writer who writes at both a layperson level and at a level that uh, physicians ought to read. So I recommend that book to you. Read on okay. it. And then look around and uh, see who might be uh, prescribing bioidentical hormones in your community. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for calling in, and especially thank you for listening. We do appreciate okay, it. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks, Jen. Another call, Doctor? Yes, of course. Caller, you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Hi, um, and my um, Dr. Summers, my name is Isolde, and I had a question about um, pregnancy. You mentioned something about eyes earlier, and I've been told, I'm 40, that if I start taking preservation now, that could help my eyes. Is it too early? Because it's really expensive, and I would rather not <coughs> if it's not necessary. Yeah, a lot of that got garbled. I don't know if we can clean that up, Eric, but ma'am, could you, you know, fire the question at me again, please? Okay. Um, I've been told that something called Preservision, ARID 2, is really good for your eyesight, and I'm wondering when is too early to start taking that. And uh, what's in it? Lutein, for example? I'm not sure. But it's supposed to help your eyes, right? Yeah, it's supposed to prevent getting macular degeneration. Yeah, probably lutein is in there, which is actually a variant of vitamin A. And okay. uh, probably they'll toss in some C and some other things. Um, and thank you for the question. Uh, starting at 40 is maybe not a bad idea, but let me talk about memory revitalizer. You've just given me a commercial break because... <laughs> You know, I'm the original guinea pig. I've taken it for over 20 years. And, of course, the formula is targeted to the brain. And as it turns out, the second cranial nerve, which is your eye, is an extension of the brain. And over the 20 years I've taken, about every two or three years, uh, back in the year 2000, I used to wear what I call, uh, you know, uh, Coke bottle glasses. They were really thick <laughs> lenses. Uh, I had horrible vision. But about every two to three years, uh, the glasses just it didn't work. So I'd go into my ophthalmologist and get checked and dang it if my vision hadn't gotten better. Uh, 
In wow. fact, a lot of the times these days I walk around, I don't have to have glasses on me. But uh, back in the year 2000, if I didn't have on glasses, I'd bang into walls. Now, I mean, it's anecdotal, but I kind of think that my memory revitalizer actually somehow or another helped my eyes. And uh, that answers the question for me because I take my memory revitalizer. Oh, fabulous. So Thank I you. don't have to take the errors as well then? Well, I think at age 40, you're probably okay unless you've had some eye issues. But uh, yeah. I found it to be helpful for me. And let me just put it that way. Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, of course. Okay. Bye. Okay. All right. Caller, you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Hi. Hi, doctor. Uh, this is Mary. Hi, Amy. Mary. And uh, I have a question about osteoporosis. That lady called earlier about osteoporosis. My doctor has uh, suggested that I have an infusion. Uh, it's not that prolia, but I forget it's another name. Yeah, they replaced the prolia with the newer, better, and uh, sexier uh, <laughs> stuff, I suppose. Yes, and uh, and that infusion is supposed to be what every six months, every year. It, it's one year. Yeah. I would have to look into it if you can get the name and uh, send it in off air. That would be great, but. Most of these things go back to the original one, which was Fosamax. And Fosamax, uh, basically what it did was put the bone into a, uh, a funeral state. It was dead. The bone didn't turn over. What you do is give something that basically killed the osteoclast and osteoblast that caused the bone to be alive and constantly changing. Bones are meant to be plastic, uh, and uh, again, you know, if you use one arm versus the other, the bones in that arm get built up, whereas the bones in the other arm uh, sort of shrink a little bit. Right. And so bone is plastic. It's alive. It needs to turn over. And the focus of these bone medicines is to make them look better in a densitometry study, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're healthier. Oh. I, I hope that uh, I don't mean to be, you know, too pejorative towards the uh, bone medicine industry, but you know, after Fosamax and several of its derivatives, dentists became very wary about removing teeth in people who had had those medicines. Wow. Because when they would remove the tooth, the jaw would shatter when they tried to remove wow. a tooth. Wow. wow. And uh, so dentists now frequently will question, have you been on these classes of medicines? Why? Because the jawbone is dead and will shatter rather than if they get a little too vigorous, break and heal. Wow, that's scary stuff. Yeah, it scares me. And again, when you look back at Fosamax, it has a half-life estimated to be 12 years, which means the first tablet of Fosamax you would take at age 50 is not out of your body until you're in your 80s. Wow. That's scary. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Mary, okay, thank well, you for calling. Uh, I think I might pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thanks. very good. Thank you for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right, caller, you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon. 
Anyone there? Oh, we've got some background noise. That's great. There's still someplace. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Well, in the meantime, Doctor, while we're wait, is someone there? While we're waiting to have callers, call us in at 266-1600. Yeah, I'm still waiting for a good cold recipe, you know. Perhaps a little lemon and honey and a shot of whiskey to deal with that common cold. Right. Yeah, well, in the meantime, let's let's remind people where they get their memory revitalizer. It's at Sharon Care Pharmacy in Berlin, Duran Central Pharmacy, Sam's Regent Pharmacy, Island Pharmacy, Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, the Evergreen Herbal Market in Rio Rancho, Moses Country Store on 4th Street, the Village Apothecary in Cedar Crest, Care Drug in Aztec, and Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Ruidoso. And new to our list is Addison Drug in Fort Sumner. And also find it at memoryrevitalizer.net, lifelink.com, and order direct at 800-606-0192. Absolutely. And Eric, if we're waiting for calls, let me talk about vitiligo. All right. Yeah, vitiligo. I had a patient we saw this uh, past couple of weeks uh, who had a touch of vitiligo. Vitiligo actually is an ancient uh, malady that was described in, in uh, actually Roman history and even by the Greeks. But it is a long-term skin condition characterized by patches of skin that lose their pigment. And uh, these patches become white, with, usually with sharp margins. And the hair on the skin that's affected also becomes white. And it frequently will involve the skin of the face and the neck. And it is much more noticeable on people with dark skin. And it uh, can result in psychological stress and a sense of stigmatization. And yes, this was Michael Jackson's disease, Eric. Oh, right. That, that, well, and, that accounts and for it, some of that psychological yeah, stress. it huh? plagued uh, Michael Jackson quite a bit. There is a genetic susceptibility, but it's triggered by environmental factors, and it's felt to be a form of an autoimmune disease that destroys the pigment inside the cells. It's not contagious. I want to stress that again. If you see someone with vitiligo, it is not contagious. Now, it comes in two main flavors. One is called segmental, that is to say a unilateral uh, vitiligo. It's only on one side uh, of the body. But the so-called non-segmental is a bilateral problem so that the patches of white skin show up on either side of the body. The uh, segmental or unilateral type is, of course, more rare. Now, there are no known cures for vitiligos, but there are four different approaches to it. Uh, we can use immune modulators. Use, these are usually glucocorticoids, uh, clobesterol. Uh, there's calio, uh, what's called a calcineurin inhibitor, uh, tacrolimus and uh, mecrolimus are the two FDA-approved drugs that are immune modulators to help people with vitiligo. Those are first-line treatments and somewhat effective. But in addition, there's phototherapy. I guess that's uh, 
uh, ultraviolet lamps that are trying to even out the uh, coloration of the skin. And you can use it uh, with some success, especially during the first three years that you have vitiligo. Uh, it's said that you uh, take the uh, phototherapy treatment a few weeks to the head and face over a three-year period, and uh, it uh, is beneficial. But if you wait much longer than three years, the vitiligo is sort of embedded and the phototherapy is not effective. Skin camouflage with makeup is, of course, the most traditional way of dealing with uh, vitiligo. And then there are drugs that depigment all of you. And these are principally focused on people with darker skin. And these would be drugs such as monobenzoid or anyway, uh, also a, a hydroquinone. And uh, what those do is uh, basically wipe out the skin pigment in all of your, um, you know, all of your skin. And Michael Jackson's final approach to uh, vitiligo was the about uh, seven-year course, I understand, of monobenzone, which is why he uh, really appeared to be quite pale towards uh, the end of his life. Anyway, just a little bit on vitiligo. Eric, any more callers yes, running around out callers. there? We have some callers. Caller, Absolutely. you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Yes, hi, Dr. Summers. Um, yeah, I was uh, wondering about the, uh, you, you, asked, you mentioned the uh, Albuquerque Neuroscience, and I believe it was last week you talked about they had a, uh, uh, like a, a clinic or something where you can go and get tested uh, if you're exhibiting, uh, you know, some slight, uh, um, you know, signs of getting Alzheimer's and, uh, and is that still, is that the correct? Yeah, they have two excellent studies that they're doing on Alzheimer's and they're looking for people with very early Alzheimer's, which we would call the CRS can't remember stuff syndrome. (laughs) And, uh, they, they go through some rather sophisticated testing that'll show you whether Alzheimer's is actually the cause of having uh, some memory issues. And and I recommend these two studies. I think they're going to be very uh, beneficial medications, and they will pass muster. So, again, let me give you their number again. It's 848-3773. Please consider it. They're good folks over there. Okay, um, that sounds good. Yeah, thank um, you for calling. I appreciate well, it. I have one more thing. One, yes, sir. One more thing. Oh, okay. Uh, you all, I have the uh, I take memory revitalizer. So I have a, I'm looking at the, the labeling on it, and um, you mentioned it had resveratrol in it. Well, yes, it's called grape pip on the label. Or, or grape seed extract? Grape seed extract is the same thing. Yes, sir. And, and, and also phosphatidylchlorine, phosphatidylchlorine, is no. that part of it? Yeah, actually, uh, there are two uh, antioxidant lipids that we use in the formulation, phosphatidylcholine and phosphatidylserine, both in their own right are marketed individually to help people with memory issues. Uh, But it's sort of a secret part of the formula because the body likes phosphatidylcholine and phosphatidylserine so much that it set up a separate transport system in the early bowel, just out, you know, as you come through the stomach. If you, and the uh, common name for phosphatidylcholine is lethicin. 
So as that comes out of the stomach and into the duodenum, there are little transport mechanisms to pull it across the bowel, bypass the liver, send it in circulation directly to the brain, where there's another transport system that pulls it across the blood-brain barrier and deposit, deposits it into the brain. And when I put together formulation, uh, I noticed that <clears throat> if we used, for example, CoQ10, which is a lipid, it will dissolve in the phosphatidylcholine. So the CoQ10 gets pulled across the bowel and sent to the brain by the same two mechanisms. And several of the components, including vitamin E, which is, again, a fatty acid, uh, are benefited by the presence of the phosphatidylcholine and phosphatidylserine. I hope that answers. Thank you for the question. Beautiful yeah, question. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir. All, all right. Caller, you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon. How can we help you? <clears throat> well, I'm in my mid-50s, and I'm having a, I'm having a tr trouble losing weight. I was wondering if there's anything I could do to, to help with that. Welcome to the club. I don't know. I mean, uh, the first thing is we got to, you and I have got to give up our Krispy Kreme addiction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, well, you don't have that problem? <laughs> the, the, the sweets aren't the problem. The pro problem I have is just basically food. I like food. Yeah, you have the seafood diet, right? Yes. You see food, you eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and I always say that the most important thing to do for weight loss is change something between your ears, and it's an attitude. And it's very, very difficult. Uh, there are nice agendas where you fast once a week, uh, and it would work except for my, between my ears, I have it in my mind that if I haven't eaten something by lunch, I'm nothing more than a skeleton crawling across the desert heading for Krispy Kreme. Uh, but, uh, if you're a better man than I, fasting once a week is effective. If you're a better man than I, selection of the type of food is very important. High protein, high fat, low carbohydrate food gets you in the right direction. High fiber food, in other words, the veggies. Uh, so if you're a disciplined person, that's an approach. And the next thing and the thing that most people forget is portion. You, If you can manage portion, and I have friends who are so good, they actually have little scales and they weigh out how much food they have so that they don't have more than 100 grams of protein, fat, and uh, fiber. I don't know. Uh, it's a difficult question, sir. Okay. All diets work, but none of them work forever because after a while you get tired of the broccoli and chicken diet. Yeah. Good then luck then with it, though. Weight back. Yes, good luck with it. Okay. Oh, the worst way to lose weight is exercise, incidentally. All right. Yeah, and let me add, yeah, well, he's off the air. Let me add a little addendum. If you were to walk up a four-story building, uh, you would have burned 100 calories. What is that equal to? That's a piece of toast dry without butter. Who eats toast without butter? Well, yeah, some people do. 
but uh, to stagger up four stories to be the equivalent. And, of course, what happens is you march up the four stories, you go out, and you get a Krispy Kreme to reward yourself. You've just undone it. I can see. I can anyway, see. I hope that, you know, it's, it's, it's a never-ending battle, folks. It's really, and I admire the people who have better control than I, but it is about mental control. All right. Caller, you're in the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Hello? Yes. Hi. Um, is that, is, are you talking to me? I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. How may we serve you? I'm Dr. Summers. Hi. I'm calling about for my son. Um, he has broken out in hives, and this is from his face down to his feet. And the only thing that we can attribute it to is he got the booster for this COVID thing. Wow. And so um, it, he is on two medications that Urgent Care gave prescribed, and that's um, Bamoitidine, I'm which sorry. Is, I guess is Pepsid. Oh, you're as good at pronouncing as I am. Run me, I, run me that one once again. It is very difficult. And then uh, hydrocortisone for the itching and the burning. Okay. It seems to go away a little bit, and then it comes back. Um, the first night we were using Benadryl, and nothing happened. So we, and his face just swelled up, and we, so we went to urgent care. And urgent care was not really; they didn't help much. Hmm. So, other than waiting to see what happens next, do you have any ideas? Well, um, you know, I mean, first thing I worry about with these uh, these shots, these COVID shots, is uh, small clots, et cetera. But this sounds more like a, a direct uh, allergic type of reaction. You might want to go to an oral steroid uh, on a short-term basis and see if you can make it literally fully go away. <clears throat> of course, you want to monitor that fairly closely. Uh, does Does your son, I don't know how old he is, is he pediatric age? Or? No, he's in, his, he's in his 30s. In his 30s, Okay. Yeah, his family physician might want to give him a short course of uh, prednisone. Prednisone? No, excuse me. Um, Yeah, prednisone, uh, probably uh, 15, 20 milligrams a day for a week and see if it uh, completely goes away. But additionally, uh, if he's doing this, he may have some of the small clots as an issue. And... uh, there, I would say, go with a simple adult aspirin twice a week, Sunday and Thursday. Turns out that aspirin, a single aspirin, will uh, sort of paralyze all of the platelets in your body to so-called thin the blood. And it'll do that for the duration of the life of the platelet, which is only four days. Okay. So if you took an adult aspirin on a Sunday and a Thursday, you pretty much thin the blood for the week. Now, in addition to that, to hedge the bet from an herbal point of view, I would put him on garlic. Now, you could put him on natural garlic and scare all his friends away. (laughs) Or you could use a Japanese product uh, from Wakanaga that is called kaiolic, which is a pill of aged garlic. Right. And aged garlic is Mother Nature's form of aspirin. It also has other mechanisms to thin the blood and help blood flow. <clears throat> but it sounds to me like this is one where you better start thinking about cortisone-like uh, drugs. 
Okay, a steroid. So, yes, and I would do a short course, see if you can get control of it. Okay, and, and garlic, how much garlic do you think? Well, a garlic cloves, probably a couple of, of raw garlic cloves a day, but I wouldn't do that to his friends. And I would just kyolic? go with kyolic, K-Y-O-L-I-C. And that's just one one tablet or whatever is on the uh, One to two tablets per day, whatever the bottle says. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank All you right. for the call. I really appreciate it. And thank you. And we can help him. All right. Caller, you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Yeah, good, good afternoon. afternoon. gentlemen. I can barely hear you. Oh, sorry. That's quite all right. You were asking for some homeopathic remedies. Yes, uh, home remedies for the common cold. What do you got? Well, what I've had to do was, uh, as you had mentioned, garlic. Back in '02, I ended up with uh, walking pneumonia. I was working in a secured and closed-in building and found a tablespoon of garlic twice a day with some horse, about the same amount of horseradish. Yeah, horseradish is quite useful stuff. From what I studied, it uh, it works as a uh, upper respiratory astringent, while the garlic loop works as a lung and circulatory astringent. Exactly. And I know I burned that uh, that bug out of my system in less than three days. One really good sweat one night, and it was gone. But something I do on a regular basis is. Uh, Three tablespoons of ground-up flaxseed, the equivalent amount of ground-up pumpkin seed. Okay. Pour that into my water with a double shot of lemon juice concentrate. Oh, and slow down. Everybody's taking honey. notes here. Everybody's taking notes. So <laughs> flaxseed, one tablespoon? Uh, three. Three tablespoons. Okay, so three in the... Uh, Recipe, three tablespoons flaxseed, pumpkin seed. Correct. About the same. Okay. Which will incidentally be good for your prostate. Oh, yes. I found that out from one of the gentlemen in the old man group. Okay. And what yeah, else do you add? Lemon juice to that? or? Yeah, a double shot of concentrated lemon juice. Okay. And a teaspoon of raw local honey. I like that. No, no need for whiskey. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the uh, you know the uh, <laughs> right. That's perfect. Yeah, local honey is very good for uh, seasonal allergies as well. Like a half a teaspoon a day will uh, take away the sniffles and the uh, a lot of the problems. You know, the eye watering that comes from uh, hay fever. So that's that's a very powerful sounding recipe. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Okay. There's some something else I was thinking of, but I just can't remember what it was. But anyway, that rule regime every day. My wife and I have not been sick since 2010. Yeah, we'll call that the teetotaler formula, <laughs> right? That's great. Right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, oh. moving on. All right, caller, you're in the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Yeah, Doctor, um, you'd also solicited uh, uh, first aid kit uh, items. Oh yes. Well. Let me... Oh yeah, the home. Yeah, the home uh, health uh, kit. What do you, What do you yeah. have to add to that, sir? 
Well, still, uh, I, I have this, and it's still uh, being worked on and uh, investigated because I discovered it accidentally. But let me ask you, first of all, uh, in the case of poisoning, let's say food poisoning, you get something bad from a restaurant and you typically vomit. Um, and, and I'm I'm not a uh, doctor, you know, trained in medicine. I've just this is just what I've discovered on my own. Uh, you know, apparently, when you get some food poisoning, the whatever the valve is at the bottom of your stomach, that sphincter there will close off so that that poison doesn't go to your lower GI. Is that correct? Uh, Mother Nature blesses us with things of that nature. I mean, if you had a whole bunch of oleander, for example. But uh, yeah, tell me more. And so what I've discovered is in cases of getting food poisoning, you know, every few years, uh, uh, try something that I shouldn't have, uh, that I should have thrown away and uh, get to experience uh, that. And in most cases, throwing up alone uh, takes care of it. But I I discovered that in some cases that that food poisoning apparently has gotten past the valve at the bottom of the stomach before your body starts rejecting it. And so you're, you're throwing up and getting rid of what's in your stomach but you're you're still uh, you still got the stuff in the bowel. Gotten, gotten to the lower GI. Have you? Are there any commercial preparations? Uh, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Are there any commercial preparations that will help to clear the lower GI as the syrup of epicac, uh, if necessary, helps to clear the upper GI? Yeah, uh, the Ipecac, of course, is the uh, standard care when you arrive at the emergency room and you've taken uh, something you shouldn't have. That will uh, clear everything from the uh, uh, from the stomach and the uh, esophagus, et cetera, et cetera. But lower GI, we uh, used to uh, put an NG tube in and uh, uh, put in carbon. And have uh, hopefully whatever the toxin is gets attached to the uh, uh, the carbon. Uh, in other words, basically pencil lead, if you will, uh, and then uh, sort of flush that through the bowel by giving things to increase bowel motility. But a lot of poisons, in and of themselves, increase bowel motility, so that you're eliminating it from the other end. Great uh, right. thought. Thank you, sir, for sharing. Yeah, and that. Last- Last point on that is I discovered a combination of herbs, and like I said, I was still perfecting it, but by, ac- by accident in making uh, soup broth, I discovered that the, a combination of herbs that uh, when ingesting it uh, uh, in, let's say, you know, a couple cups of water and, and these herbs uh, result uh, almost immediately within 20, 30 minutes in a complete clearing of your lower GI uh, uh, in a very effective manner, shall we say. Okay, what herbs do you use? There are quite a few actually that do that, but yeah, what do you use? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I don't know for sure which are the active ingredients, but I use a combination of, uh, uh, first of all, uh, oregano is my prime suspect, but oregano and crushed red pepper, garlic, salt, and there may have also been some cumin uh, in there. And, and because there's so many, I don't know for sure which combination is having the effect, uh, but does any of that ring any bells? Yeah, curcumin, if you go to a... Uh, Indian restaurant and ask them to spice it heavily, uh, very shortly you will be visiting the restroom. Okay. So, so it, it does the, very actively increase bowel motility. So it's possibly the, the ground cumin? Yeah, the, the uh, curcumin and uh, the uh, turmeric all go in that direction. Pepper heads in that direction as well. And okay. there are other things. Everything from caffeine increases uh, bowel motility. 
Senna, which is uh, actually uh, he actually sold rather uh, uh, over the counter in most drugstores, also increases bowel motility. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, there's a long list. I really can't go into it. You know, this time we need to move on to other callers. Right. Yep. Okay. Thank you for your call. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, doctor. Let's let's take this time, lest we forget here at the end of the hour. Uh, let's do your uh, COVID nineteen update. I know I myself as a listener. I look forward to this every week. Yeah, I'm, regrettably, I've gotten to where I'm. I it bores me to tears because there's so much misinformation out there. Uh, but I wanted to bring to everybody's attention the plight of a uh, young Maine physician from uh, the state of Maine, who had her license to practice medicine temporarily suspended, and the Board of Medicine demanded she be psychologically evaluated for alleged offenses of actually treating her patients with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And in addition, she would give misinformation about coronavirus such as this stuff works. Actually, at this point, 65 peer-review studies say ivermectin works against COVID-19, and about 150 peer-reviewed studies say hydroxychloroquine is effective. And on top of that, we have two new drugs coming out that are approved by the Food and Drug Administration. One is uh, Molnupravar from uh, Merck, which we call Merckmectin, which is basically works with the uh, same mechanism of action as ivermectin. And yet Merck is putting out disinformation that would be consistent with Dr. Fauci saying there's no evidence that ivermectin is effective against COVID-19, only 65 papers. And then they say, well, ivermectin is just an antiparasitic drug. Well, I'm going to tell you, Merckmectin will be just as effective as an antiparasitic drug. You know, a drug has multiple uses if you understand how it works. And Pfizer-Mectin, which is Paxlovid, will be available also. And, of course, I've uh, received notification from Walgreens. They're all ready to dispense it and make a profit on it. But uh, Walgreens has been less than friendly when I write a prescription for Ivermectin. Anyway, one other thing in the COVID alert is... I have heard uh, that the New Mexico National Guard may be called up by the uh, the state of New Mexico to become school teachers. Have you heard about that, Eric? I have actually. Yes, Th- that's that's frightening. What is what is a National Guardsman is going to teach a fourth grader? I it looks to me like they're teaching some kind of submission. Or uh, that maybe. Uh, well, I mean, why is it our Marxist teachers are too scared from listening to CNN to go interact and do their job? I, I would think it'd be a wonderful moment uh, to fire all of those SOBs and get real teachers who are devoted to actually teaching and not indoctrinating the students. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood. I know that they were going to be going to the hospitals, but they're going to be. In our, they're going in to be schools? going to the schools, oh. and um, my question is, what can they do there? 
Are they going to go into the classroom and teach the third graders? I, I mean, this, this whole thing is, is silly. It looks like a psychological and, operation to me. Yeah, and why honest. are the teachers so afraid of their students? I mean, you know, the, the, the least likely to uh, succumb to the COVID are the young, the kids who are in school. Leave them alone. Just go and actually start teaching them. Anyway, all right. Just listen. one one doctor's thoughts. That's all. Right. You know, right. Just one man's opinion. Well, this man here we have sitting here with us is the uh, inventor of memory revitalizer, and we would be remiss if we did not mention that you can get it at your local stores: the Sharing Care Pharmacy in Berlin, Durand Central Pharmacy, Sam's Regent Pharmacy, Highland Pharmacy, Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy. The Evergreen Herbal Market in Rio Rancho, Moses Country Store on 4th Street, The Village Apothecary in Cedar Crest, Care Drug in Aztec, and Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Ruidoso. Also, Addison Drug in Fort Sumner. You can always go to memoryrevitalizer.net and lifelink.com or order direct at 800-606-0192. Absolutely. We've got, we've got a, oh, go ahead, doctor. Yeah, I just want to say, wouldn't it be fun to, you know, some Saturday and go out and do a live show from the Village Apocathery in Cedar Crest and, you know, invite people to take a pretty drive up in the mountains and, uh, you know, <clears throat> meet us there and ask questions directly. I think it's a great idea. We should We should come and do that very soon. We, do, do we have a final uh, phone call? Yes, sir. We can, We've got a couple more calls. Probably take let's us do to it. the top of the hour. Yes, let's do it. Caller, you're on the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Summers. This is Sue. Hi, Sue. How I can we help bought, you? Well, I just, I just bought a bottle of memory revitalizer. Thank you. And I wonder if you could talk about uh, additional vitamin D. Yeah, we did not put vitamin D into the formulation, thought about it. But vitamin D is a uh, funny, funny vitamin. It is, of course, fat-soluble. Uh, when you make it yourself by going out in the sun, Sue, uh, do you know what the raw material you start with to make vitamin D? I spend a lot of time outside uh, gardening. But yeah, I'm you go out and D garden, you get some sun, you make vitamin D. What do you make it from? The answer is cholesterol, which is supposedly evil, right? Evil cholesterol right. is the basic uh, foundation for making your vitamin D. And the way the body handles vitamin D in every individual is different, and it is the only vitamin that I know of where it is best to set the dose based on your blood level. I have had patients that are on 1,000 IU of vitamin D and get uh, great blood levels of vitamin D, and other people on 10,000 international units of vitamin D, and I have to take them up to 20,000 IU of vitamin D to get a blood level that's in the in the range. So because of that fact that it's erratically absorbed and utilized by the body, it's an individual vitamin. Everybody's a little different. I hope that answers, Sue. Yes, it does. Thank you. 
So should it that soluble? Should it not be taken at the same time? Yeah, uh, yeah, fat soluble. You you might want to take it with meals, actually. Okay. And uh, the thing is, it is one where you want to ask your physician to do a blood level to see if you're getting adequate amounts. And okay. it is so useful in so many different ways. Uh, a, a wonderful study. Hey, yes, ma'am. Say again. Is there? We're cutting out there. All right. Well, we got time for one more caller. How about it, Doctor? Yes, let's do it. Caller, you are our last caller today with Doctor Summers. Yeah. Good Hi, afternoon, Doctor Summers. Yes. Um, the reason for my call is I've had vertigo in the past. Um, usually, it would last one day, maybe two days at the most, and then gone for months at a time. Lately, since September, I've been dealing with it. The last time it lasted eight weeks. Um, kind of went away for about 10 days and then immediately came back. It's been going on for about three weeks again. <clears throat> Once they do the Epley maneuver or do the exercises, it seems to get better, but like never goes away. So I was just wondering, is there any information or suggestions that you have that would help with that? Vertigo is a very interesting topic, and I'm thank you for that. We're going to pick that up next week, but... Uh, it, of course, has to do with the inner ear. Let me ask, when you get the vertigo, is it so bad that if you're driving, you have to pull off the road? Um, usually when it hits me like the first and second day, mm-hmm. it's where, I mean, I get out of bed. I can't even get out of bed. i got to lay back immediately, and it's just horrible the full day. And then, again, once I do the Epley maneuver or the exercises, it seems to get better, but it never fully goes away to where... I can go throughout my whole day without getting dizzy. It's always kind of just lingering where something will trigger it again. And what do you do? Go to bed and put a wet washcloth on your forehead and just wait it out? Yes, pretty much. That's what I've done these last couple of times. It just seems that I keep getting told that, well, it can last up to for three to six weeks, so it should go away. And Do they know, give you some medicine for this? Um, they wanted to give me meclizine, yeah, but which just I, makes I drive it worse. for a living, and it, <laughs> it makes me sleepy. So <laughs> I can't drive and be sleepy at the same time. Yeah, and uh, I have had uh, the good fortune of having a couple of patients who've had this, and I hypothesized that it could have been precipitated by herpes virus, the same oh, thing wow. that will give you a cold sore, except for instead of attacking the fifth cranial nerve and showing up on the lip, it attacks the eighth cranial nerve and shows up as bad vertigo, bad dizziness. And in those mm-hmm. patients uh, where I've had that hypothesis, and it's just me shooting from the hip, I've put them on medicines to suppress herpes virus, like valcyclovir, and I've had great success. Uh, okay. You might talk to your physician see if they'd be willing to try that. Okay, and what was the name of that again? Valcyclovar, uh, acyclovar is another drug. Valcyclovar is what's called a prodrug, and they're very effective against herpes virus, herpes simplex, uh, which is known as cold sores or as uh, canker sores. And, of course, the dread, uh, you know, uh, genital herpes, all of which respond to the uh, the cyclovar, valcyclovar. But uh, okay. there have been some folks I felt 
that this was the virus attacking the eighth cranial nerve, and I've been able to have success with simply giving medicine against the herpes virus. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope that helps, man. Right. Thank, thank you again yeah, for thank listening. You. Thank Bye-bye. you for listening. All righty. All right. Be sure and tune in next week. Next week will be a pre-recorded show. So hold your calls until two weeks from now. We'll have Dr. Summers back in the studio, God willing. And, and if the creek don't rise. If the creek don't rise, keep keep an eye out for that creek. All right. Thanks a lot, Doctor. Another informative show. Thank you all for listening to 1600 AM KIVA. Also find it on rockoftalk.chat and abq.fm. Coming up next, Jeffrey Candelaria with Straight Talk.